theme. That's really where we left off last time. And uh, uh, we're just working our way through the book of Romans, just getting really started. I mean, it's been several weeks already, but uh, especially Romans chapter 1 takes a long time. And uh, really probably went through it faster. Uh, I feel like I'm going through it slowly. And uh, I asked my wife about my teaching on Romans, and she said, well, only thing is if you could slow down. And I thought, oh, great, you know, we're going to, we'll, we'll get through in about a year and a half. Um, but uh, Romans chapter 2, verse 16, it says, In the day when God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. And that's where we left off. And then, of course, that, uh, you know, just applies to the previous verses that we were talking about. Then we pick up with verse 17. Verse 17 says, Behold, thou art called a Jew, and resteth in the law. And maketh thy boast of God, and knoweth his will, and approveth the things that are more excellent, being instructed out of the law. And are confident that thou thyself art a guide of the blind, a light of them which are in darkness, an instructor of the foolish, teacher of babes, which has the form of knowledge and of the truth in the law. Thou, therefore, which teachest another, teachest thou not thyself? Thou that preachest a man should not steal, dost thou steal? Thou that sayest a man should not commit adultery, dost thou commit adultery? Thou that abhorst idols, dost thou commit sacrilege? Thou that makest the boast of the law through breaking the law, dishonoreth thou God? For the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles through you, as it is written, for certain. For circumcision verily profiteth thou keep the law, but if thou be a breaker of the law, thy circumcision is made uncircumcision. Therefore, if the uncircumcision keep the righteousness of the law, shall not his uncircumcision be counted for circumcision? And shall not uncircumcision, which is by nature, if it fulfill the law, judge thee, who by the letter and circumcision does transgress the law? For he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly, neither is that circumcision, which is outward in the flesh. But he is a Jew, which is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart, in the spirit, and not in the letter, whose praise is not of men, but of God. And so, it's, it's, we're going to try, and I don't know if I'll do it, but get through the, the remainder of this chapter, because so much of this just all ties together in the theme of these verses from 17 all the way through verse 29. But Paul, according to Acts, was as much Jew as a Jew could be. When you go to Acts chapter 26, you see Paul is just, you know, I, you know I'm a Pharisee. A Pharisee. I, you know, he's just, he, he is a Jew. He, <clears throat> he's a Jew that's studied. He's a Jew that has lived. He's a Jew that is, has been righteous in, in their works of the law. And so Acts 26 verses 44 and 5 says, my manner of life from my youth, which was at the first among mine own nation at Jerusalem, know all the Jews. You know what he's saying? He's saying, look, everybody knew how spiritual I was. Everybody knew how religious I was. He says, which knew me from the beginning, if they would testify that after the most straightest sect of our religion, I lived a Pharisee. Now, if you if you read the Bible much at all, you know, of course, in the New Testament, the Gospels, you'll, you'll see what Jesus felt about the Pharisees, and, uh, and he speaks about that, and I would normally go into it, but, but again, I move too fast, and so I'm not going to go into it, but because of this, Paul knew that religious pride in works could make you the very enemy of Christ. Now, what, he, what he's saying is, and through the scripture we're, we're about to go into, what he's saying to the Jews is that, is that uh, you're so religious and so caught up in religious, you're blind to Jesus. And so 
he says in Acts uh, 26, 9, he says, I verily thought with myself that I might, uh, I, I ought to do many things contrary to the name of Jesus of Nazareth. So he says, basically in 26, 4 and 5, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a Pharisee of Pharisees. I'm, I'm, I've lived this life of, of being really religious and really straight and really, you know, in, in our terminology, forgive me, but our terminology, you know, I, I've, got, I, I've got a lot of standards and convictions. You know, and, and I lived them, and I and I and I and, and I believed them. Okay, uh, but he says that that, that I I verily thought with myself that I ought to do many things contrary to the name to the name of Jesus uh, to to uh, the name of Jesus of Nazareth. So he he's just saying he's saying I had the works and the the belief and the trust in my works kept me from seeing Jesus kept me from knowing who he really was. So Paul was not anti-Semitic. He, he was a Jew himself. He just knew that the pride and the ritual and the religion of the Jew was turning Jews away from Christ. He knew that the history of the Jews was to kill the prophets. They put, they put Jesus to death on the cross. The Sanhedrin stoned Stephen. James, the half-brother of Jesus, was killed in the temple area. Uh, there's... The, the, the Jews, because, and they did this because they thought they were right to, because these people weren't living according to their law. And if you did not live according to, and forgive me, but if you weren't one of them, uh, you know, I, the parallel, I suppose, in here is, is, is much like... Um, the, you know, when I used to be down here, don't hear much about it much anymore, but Church of Christ down here. You, you've, you've got to be a member of that church. You've got to be baptized in that church. You've got to be, uh, you know, you've got to be active member. You've got to keep this, you know, you've got so many things. That, and I remember, you used to remember a lot more of them, but, but uh, you've got to do so much. And if you're not one of those, you're an outcast. And so he says, verse 17, Behold, thou art called a Jew, and resteth in the law, and maketh thy boast of God, and knoweth his will, and approveth the things that are more excellent, being instructed out of the law. And, and you can almost hear the sarcasm in, in Paul's voice as he does this. Paul is acknowledging that the Jew is chosen by God. And you know, it is true. The, the Jews, the Israelites, are God's chosen people. They are. And that's, we need to pray for peace in Jerusalem. We need to pray for them. And so he said, and the, the Jew has been given the word of God. Uh, the, the, again, we're, you know, it's all through the book of Romans, but we'll find that, you know, that the, the word of God was given to them to propagate. It was given to them to preserve. It was given that, to them to protect, but they didn't. You know what? They, they did not propagate and spread God's word. They, they little by little propagated and spreaded, spread their rituals. And so he's getting on to him. He said the Jew has been given the word of God, but the Jews were trusting, listening, trusting in their performance and their position rather than trusting in God himself. And that's where the danger is. And, and honestly, that's, that's something we have to, I believe as strongly as any human being, I think. I, I, I just, I really do. I, I'm very serious about where the, God, where the word of God says you ought to, you ought to. And when it says you shouldn't, you shouldn't. I'm very strong there. But, but you know, just the doing of those things does not make me spiritual. 
And that's what he's trying to get across here, and that's what he's speaking to the Jews. He says, because of this, the Jews boast, the Scripture said, about God, which they should. I mean, you ought to boast about God. We were praising God, and in a sense, we were boasting about God. But they also boast of their relationship with God. And here's what happens. They, forgetting that, as we'll see later in Romans, that that. They were not chosen because of anything they had done. And somehow they thought, they began to think, we are the chosen people. And, and, you know, we're special because we're special. No, you're not chosen because you're special. You're not chosen because the truth is you messed it all up so many times. God chose you because he chose you. And only God knows why he chose them. I mean, if you see them and the way they act so much after God blesses them, that doesn't take them scripturally, it doesn't take them any time to turn from God. But God still chose them. And so, but they, stay, they think they're being chosen because of them. Because they, in their mind, they keep the law. Now, they were, he was not, the Jew was not chosen because he deserved to be chosen, but because God chose him. God did the choosing. So the Jew had the advantage of Hebrew birth. The Jew had the advantage that he was given the law of God. So the Jew had a lot of advantages. This is what Paul's teaching in this passage, and I'm really not going much back to the Scripture, but hopefully you can see that as you read. He, he's saying, you had these great advantages. You, you, had, you were born into a nationality that God has chosen. You're not only that, but you've been given the Word of God. So you've got all these advantages. The Jew was given much that the Gentile world was not privy to. But with the greater advantage comes the greater responsibility, not the greater privilege. And again, get that statement, I, I please. You know, is it, it with greater advantage, and when I'm given much, and I, I okay, we, everybody in here, I think, has got a Bible. You know, there's a lot of world doesn't have a Bible. Well, with that responsibility, uh, you know, we, we have greater responsibility, not greater privilege. So this leads us to verse 18. And knowest his will and approvest the things that are more excellent, being instructed out of the law. And are confident that thou thyself are a guide of the blind, a light of them which are in darkness, an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of babes, which has the form of knowledge and of the truth of the law. Um, I know this is talking about religiously, but, but man, when I, when I read a passage like that, I just think of, of some of these intellectual educators and I think of politicians. Because they just think all of us are so stupid. We're cattle. And you know why they think we're so stupid? Because for the most part, we're really stupid. And you know, I mean, because we just believe anything. You know, I mean, whatever they throw out there, we just gobble it up. But he's talking about the, the Jew here. And he, these verses begin to really teach us of the problem that I think Paul was really addressing. The Jew set himself up as a teacher of all others. And that's good until you're filled with pride about your, you are superior to all others. It's wonderful to be a teacher desiring to teach others. It's another thing when you start to believe because you have intellect or you have knowledge that you're superior to others. Folks, it doesn't matter who walks through these doors or where they are in their spiritual life, none of us are any better than anybody else. 
You say, well, you know, uh, man, uh, you know, they don't know how to do this. They don't know how to do that. They don't even know where the book of Romans is in the Bible. Well, then come down off the horse, you know, and, and, and just show them, but never think you're better than they are. Now, truthfully, this church doesn't act that way. And thank you that you don't. Thank you that we love everybody, but, but we just, these are one of those kind of reminder things, you know, those reset things. We just got to make sure as new people walk in the door that we understand nobody's better than anybody else. Pride that breeds, see, the Jew set himself up as a teacher of all others, and, and he was filled with pride, and that pride breeds contempt and scorn. Those are the terms, in a sense, God uses here for the less fortunate, the less educated, the ones who are not chosen. These, are, these people are not chosen. They're, they, you know, they're not like us. They're not as good as us. It's a, just a terrible place to be. And I want to say, I'm teaching this, and I've said this before, but I'm teaching this because it's in Romans. I'm not teaching this because I feel like our church acts that way. I, I just, everywhere I go, I just tell everybody, this is just so thrilling. The people here, and it, honestly, you accept everybody. And I thank you for that. I thank you that, that anybody that walks through the door feels like they're loved before they walk out of the door. And it's not some superficial, you know, the cheerleader smile. <laughs> and then turn your back and, you know, that's the cheerleader. You have to understand that I, I know all about them. So anyway, he says you feel, uh, Paul's saying you feel you are the guide, you are the light. He is slamming them for they have forgotten that they were chosen by grace and mercy of God. But here's what they do, though. There's, there's the scripture that we just read. It's teaching us that he's looking down on these people that they're ignorant. You see, the Jew knew the law, and therefore he was the one that knew what was right and wrong. Uh, and, and here's the problem. He felt like the uneducated, unlearned people, they didn't know right from wrong. And the truth is, they didn't know as much as he did. But this led to his confidence or slash his pride that, they, that he, the Jew, alone had the truth and the answers. I believe the true issue Paul is addressing is that the Jew himself was becoming the authority rather than the law of God being the authority. And I think that's what he's, he's really saying is that the Jew... Uh, if we go back, and I'll go back and read it. Just, listen to this. It says, an instructor of the foolish. No, no, I'm sorry. Uh, and are confident that thou, look at this, that thou thyself are a guide of the blind. Look at this. A light of them which are in darkness. Wait a minute. Paul said, you're doing what the word of God's supposed to do. You think you're shining a light to their path. What's supposed to shine a light to their path? The word of God. You think that you're the one that's, that's bringing them out of this darkness. You're the guide. No, the Word of God is the guide. The Word of God orders my steps, directs my steps, is a light unto my path, not me. Uh, I can't do that for anybody, but I can take somebody to the, to the flashlight, amen? So, now... There are definite parallels with us, with us today. The stronger we are on what we believe and the more knowledgeable we are, we can, we, we can kind of pass from being a teacher of truth to a teacher of preferences and beliefs rather than yielding in humility to the truth of the Word of God. 
And this is when I see the lesson that I, I want to learn out of this is that uh, we can sometimes just get to the point where, you know, I know, they don't know, so whatever I say is right. You know, we're not always right. God's always right, but we're not always right. It's so important that we learn the truth, that we let God's word decide what we believe and what we teach and what we teach others to believe rather than deciding what we believe and then taking the word of God and trying to make it prove it. Uh, I've said this before, but, it, but that's where I feel like the, the Jews were. They got to the point where they said, you know, uh, we, we learned all these things from the law of God to do this and to do this and to do, to do, to do this. And then pretty soon uh, they, they maybe even started adding some things. And, 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 you know, they may started doing some things a little different. But, but basically it was a heart change. It was a mind change where before they said we've got to submit to God and do what God says to do. Now it's I'm doing because I know what's right to do. I'm doing because I'm chosen. I'm doing because I know the word of God. I'm do, uh, there, there are a lot of people. I gave a guy an illustration while I was out of town. There was a guy that uh, he studied. You know, he, they used to brag about him. He studied the Bible 8,000 hours or something. And, you know, he, was, he knew the Bible better than any human being and all this. And everybody would say that. Say that. But it, it came to the point where people, because they felt like he knew more than they did, they just kind of turned over their soul, so to speak, to him. And whatever he said the scripture said or meant had to be right because he studied it more than them, because he's smarter than they, because, and I'll be honest with you, the danger there is sometimes, well, I don't care who you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how intellectual you are or how much you study. You got a human mind. You know what that means? Sometimes you're going to be wrong. And the fact is, is that we've got to come to the realization, look, I believe, and that's why I'll tell you so many times, this is what I believe God is saying, but I, I tell people all the time, they'll say, well, well, what do you think about this? I'll say, well, at this point in my life, I don't know what the Bible teaches about that because I haven't seen where the Bible is definitive about that, so I can't be definitive where the Bible is not definitive. Does that make sense to you? I can't be absolute about something if the Bible's not absolute about it. But people will say, no, man, I'll fight over that. Really? There's no need to fight over that because we don't even know it 100%. But they know it. And here's why. Because they decided it was right. And that's when we're shifting from the word of God being our guide to us directing the path. All right. So now. Verse 20 says, an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of babes, which has the form of knowledge and of the truth in the law. Here's where Paul's really just shooting at their heart because he said, an instructor of the foolish. Now, Paul's not, I don't believe, is calling them foolish. God's not calling them foolish. He's saying, this is what you think, you Jews. This is how you feel about the people. You see, the word foolish really, it, by definition, is the word stupid. You're the instructor of the stupid people. It's one thing to be ignorant. Did you know there's a difference between ignorance and stupid? Or are you too stupid to know the difference? 
But ignorance is just, I've never learned that. And what, really what you're supposed to be to, teaching are people who may be ignorant of some information or some facts or some truth. Stupid implies the inability to know. And that's what he was saying, you Jews, this is the way you feel about people. You feel like basically you're wasting your time. And I think partly that's why, you know, it just, it was so much, you know, stay away from the Gentiles. Those are stupid people. Don't waste your time and energy. You can't teach them anything because they're not ignorant. They're stupid. The Jew is who is the who is caught up in his pride of position and knowledge feels everyone else is stupid, infantile. But Paul says, you feel this way about everyone else, but you don't have true knowledge. Look what he says up there, a teacher of babes, which has the form of knowledge and of the truth of the law. You see, they felt like we have the knowledge, but Paul said, you don't even have the true knowledge. You have a form of knowledge. If you really had the knowledge, you would have the knowledge of Christ. He said, but you have a form of knowledge. You see knowledge, uh, you see knowledge can be simply information or knowledge can be that which brings transformation. And that's the big difference. Knowledge is just dumped into the head and, and they, the Jew, Paul's saying, you have a lot of information in your head. You've not been transformed. He said, I, th I think the final phrase is trying to wake the Jew up to remembering that he was given truth and with truth comes great responsibility. He was not just a possessor of intelligence and information, but truth. Truth will make you free. The Jew was supposed to be using the truth to transform others rather than using information to prove his superiority. And that's what he was doing. He was using the word of God that was given to him to propagate, to, to possess, and to, to protect, and uh, preserve. That's what it was given to him for. And now that... Uh, instead, he's using that information to prove his superiority. Verse 21 says, Thou therefore, which teachest another, teachest thou not thyself? Thou that preachest a man should not steal, dost thou steal? Thou that sayest a man should not commit adultery, dost thou commit adultery? Thou that abhors idols, dost thou commit sacrilege? Thou that makest the boast of the law, through the breaking of the law dishonorest thou God. Through these Preceding verses, we see Paul now has begun to preach. Now, now he's pointing his finger in the eye. And he's trying to get the prideful to realize they're no better than the others that they contend. He's saying, he's saying look, and watch this. This is really, and I'm going to have to stop because you know, we, we're, we're late tonight. But uh, this is much like John chapter uh, 8, verse 7. And so when they continued asking, and he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast at her. Uh, you see, I, I believe God's using in this passage of Scripture, using Paul to say, look, uh, there's so much sin in every one of your lives. He said, not just sin, but sin that you're... you're we, spoke a bit, Paul's already addressed this a little bit uh, earlier we talked about it, but he said not just sin, but, uh, but I'm talking about specific sin that you condemn somebody else for, you're doing. You're doing it. And so what, it, and again, I'm just going to have to, you know, I'm eliminating about half a chapter there, but, but the, the ultimate thing that I think that it speaks to people like us today, one, I think it's good for us to understand uh, where the Jews started to lose, the Jews started to lose. So uh, what happened to them? Well, they got caught up in the fact that they knew more 
They got caught up in the fact that they were special. They got caught up in the fact that it was, you know, that they knew all the rules and kept them. And so they got caught up in themselves, basically became humanists. They became God. Now what we have to learn is we have to look, when, we, when you are independent fundamental Baptist the way we are and we have strong standards and we believe strongly about things, we have to always remember we don't do this to be better than anybody else. We don't do this to somehow because we're special with God. No, we do what we believe because we believe the Word of God teaches us to, but we always balance it with this. What I do is not nearly as important as who I know. But watch this. Who I know should affect what I do. Okay? But when we do without knowing, then that's hypocrisy. That's doing exactly what the Jews had done. When we know and therefore do, that's called Christianity. It doesn't mean that we're supposed to do less. And that's the big fallacy in today's generation. Okay, you know, a lot of people kept a lot of standards, and, 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 and I'm going to tell you, there's without a doubt, there were people that had a lot of standards, a lot of convictions, and no relationship, and looked good on the outside, and were white as sepulchers full of dead men's bones. Is that a possibility? Sure, that's happened. But that should not turn us away from truth. That ought to just teach us. Man, I don't condemn them. I could very easily be them. And maybe to some extent, I am them. So I've got to make sure that I, I, don't, I don't want to do that. Not because I don't want to be them, but because I want to know him. And I want to be closer to him. And I want, I want to have a relationship with him. And so that relationship should not change. All these things that I do, those are good things to do. I just have to have the right reason for doing them. I have to have the right relationship uh, as a priority for why I'm doing. Not so I can get brownie points with God. Not so I can set myself above anybody else. Not so I can think I'm better than anybody else. Not so I can condemn anybody else. Just because it was the truth, the principles that God has given me. I, I told this young boy the other day, I said, look. He said, well, some people, you know, some people just don't handle it right and they just push these things on you. I said, son, the fact that some people are stupid doesn't make the principles wrong. Okay? It just teaches you not to do away with the principles. It teaches you that you ought to keep the principles, but keep the relationship and not treat people that way. You know, we learn a lot about how to treat people two ways. We watch people and say, man, they treat people really good. That's really good. I ought to treat people that way. We learn another way. We watch people and say, I ain't never treating people that way. You know? Because I just, I don't want any part of that. So we can learn from both ways, but we so often want to throw the baby out with the bathwater and just say, no, everything's gone. You know, I don't like that. No, 
the Jews, what most of what they're doing or much of what they're doing was not wrong. They were living according to the law. Well, the law's not wrong. Their pride was wrong. How they saw themselves in this whole picture was wrong. No, we're just weak sinners, poor, helpless, <laughs> wicked sinners that need God. And I've gone too long already, and uh, it was my wife's fault. And the, I just had to punch at you one time before I was done, Joe Father, I pray that you bless Lord Jesus. Thank you.